Welcome to the Joyful Selling for Creative Professionals podcast with me, creative sales coach Leona Baker. You're passionate about the products you create, and I'm on a mission to help creative professionals become financially successful and have fun along the way. I teach practical tools to authentically market, joyfully sell, and get organized with time and money. Let's dive in. Hello, welcome to another episode of the Joyful Selling for Creative Professionals program. Should we just call it Joyful Selling from here on out? It's probably a lot easier, right? I've definitely got this knack of naming businesses in a very long way and then shortening it very quickly. So my first ever business was called Lady Luck Rules OK, which became Lady Luck. Then we had the roller coaster of running an independent business, which became Indie Roller. (laughs) Are you noticing a pattern here? And uh, now we have the Joyful Selling for Creative Professionals program and podcast. And between you and I, it's really all about finding our joy in our creative business and finding our joy in the areas that we think we don't enjoy, like selling and making making money. So yeah, there we go. Quick uh, (laughs) off the cuff recap for everyone there. So let's dive into today's topic, which is collaboration. So what I'm going to do every few episodes is I'm going to share with you a joyful selling tactic. And a tactic is basically a strategy, a plan. I'm going to share with you why you would do it, how you can do it. And the most important part is really why it matters is because it's going to bring joy into a part of your business that might be feeling, where you might be feeling other emotions right now, like dread, or you might be feeling a bit flat with your selling, or you might be feeling a bit unmotivated with your selling. So we want to look at tactics that we can bring into the business to help bring the joy. So collaboration is something that I have taken part in a lot over the years. I absolutely love collaboration. And I really want to talk about it today because I often think that collaboration can be misinterpreted Um, And there is one core reason why collaborations don't work. And I think sometimes we go through that first reason why they don't work and then we don't want to do them again. So I want to just do a, a fair bit of demystifying in today's episode as well. So what is a collaboration? It's basically when more than one person come together, you join forces, and you work together to create a specific outcome. And why I think collaboration is joyful is because it kind of meets this really important criteria that we have as human beings, and that's connection. What we often find as entrepreneurs, people who work for themselves, is we tend to spend a fair amount of time on our own in our businesses. So what I mean by that, you might be running your business in a household full of people, 
But actually, when it comes to working in and on your business, it can often be quite a solo affair. And so what I love about collaboration is it brings connection into your life because you're working with other human beings. And so instantly it brings the joy because we are wired for connection as human beings. Uh, Collaboration also brings creativity into our lives. So if we're going through a bit of a dry spell or if we think that we've done everything that we can think of, Collaboration just really helps us approach our business in a slightly different way. So instantaneously, again, our creative juices start flowing through the art of collaboration. And finally, why I think collaboration is joyful is because of the potential it brings into our businesses. We we widen what is possible for us when we work on our own in our business. And what I mean by that is we each have a zone of genius, a skill set, a passion, a creative practice that we have in our business. And when we collaborate with another human being, they are bringing their skill set to the table. They are bringing their um, zone of genius, their creative practice, all of their stuff. And we're bringing that together. So it kind of just like widens this potential that we have in our businesses. So collaboration is joyful because of connection, creativity, and potential. So how do we actually then make them a success? Because the number one reason creative business owners don't do a collaboration is because we fear quite a few things, (laughs) you know, what's new there, but we fear that it's going to go wrong. We fear that, um, I mean, that's mainly it, isn't it? We worry that it will go wrong. It won't be a success. And so I've kind of highlighted five key areas that you can focus on right from the very beginning. So you can ensure that the collaboration you spend time on is a success. Oh, and also like, we're definitely very good at telling ourselves we don't want to waste our time and we don't want to waste our money. And so if we're not sure how a collaboration works or if there are lots of gray areas, then we kind of go to that worst case scenario of fearing the loss of time and money. So that's kind of like my first piece of strategy here to make it a success is Between you and your collaborator, um, I'm just going to say collaborator from now on, but you know, there might be a group of you working together on this, or there might be two of you. So the first thing you want to have really good, clear, solid communication on is money and time. And so these are the two areas I want you to discuss first. So once you've got started with the collaboration, which we'll get onto in a minute, I want you to discuss money and time. And in order for you to discuss money and time with your collaborator, you need to decide for yourself what is the outcome that you want in terms of money and time on this project. And I've added a third thing in here when we talk about communication is when we have good, clear, solid communication with another human being, it's really good at the very start to talk about your values. 
So write down on your sheet of paper, um, hopefully you've printed out the podcast playbook by now, and you can write here how to make a collaboration a success. Number one, good, clear, solid communication. Talk about money, time, and values from the beginning. And values are a really nice place to start because values are simply what's important to you as a human being. So when you're having one of those early meetings with your collaborator, you could just say, um, it would be really lovely if we could talk about our values right now. You know, I value making a difference. I value um, creating eco products. I value family. I value having fun. I value bringing joy into the world. You know, having that conversation at first is a really lovely way to get to know your collaborator and then talk about time and money and be really clear about the time that you have to spend on the project and the money that you'd like to earn from the project. So step two then is to create that clear outcome because if you're discussing money, time and values, it's going to help you decide what the clear outcome is that you're both working towards. And what we're talking about here is we're talking about an overarching outcome. Now, it could be that you have a joint outcome. So by working together, what you're both looking to do is create a product You could be looking to create a series of marketing posts. You could be looking to create a collection. You could be looking to run a workshop together. Um, So you have a really clear, specific outcome when you come together, but you also might have individual outcomes. And I think that this is a really good topic to talk about too, because even if you want to work with someone to create a product, the individual outcome that you might have from that product is that you're perhaps looking to break into a certain market or you might be looking to um, work on a specific area of your business or maybe you're looking to grow your audience or maybe you're looking to build your confidence in producing a certain service. So again, I think when you're coming up with that clear outcome, think about what the joint outcome is, which is more than likely the what, what the thing is. And then your individual outcome will be why you want to do it. On step three of how to make it a success is once you have that clear outcome to bullet point specific responsibilities And I think this is sometimes where the gray areas start to creep in in collaborations because we don't get really specific with who does what. And you want to get really granular with this. Once you, you know, you're both really committed by this point and you're going to get granular with the specific responsibilities. So I'd like you to write them down like you're asking your assistant to do them. So think, how would I write down this responsibility if I wanted someone else to do it for me? So I would have to communicate it in a really clear way. And that way you're communicating it in a really clear way for yourself and your collaborator. Step four is you've got all your specific responsibilities, then just stick a timeline 
on those responsibilities. So what you could do is next to each task, each action step, you can say who is going to do it, how long you think it will take, and when it needs to be done by. And then finally, I'd really like you to approach your collaboration with the spirit of success. So you look at that clear outcome, and it might be something like you want to create revenue of a thousand pounds. Let's just pick a number out of thin air. And it might be that you create a revenue of 400 pounds. And rather than thinking that that's a failure, go into the collaboration with the spirit of celebrating the 400 pound that was made, not the 600 pound that wasn't made. So this is very much a mindset to go into collaboration with, to look for what is working and to really make the time to celebrate with each other. And you'll be able to do that if you've discussed values and if you've discussed what your individual outcomes are, like why you want to do that collaboration in the first place. And so there are the five ways you can make this collaboration a success. Now, The reason collaborations go wrong, in inverted commas, is for one reason, and that's poor communication. So poor communication happens when we don't say what we really want to say. So we hold back. We we might water ourselves down because we're trying to be nice. But what I want to offer to you is it's much kinder to the person you're collaborating with to be really honest and clear from the start about what your expectations are. And also you can talk about your fears and your worries. You know, you could speak up about that. You can say, you know, one of the outcomes for me in this collaboration is that I really want to put this product out into the world, but sometimes um, I can lack a bit of motivation. So it really helps if I have a very specific list of tasks attached to a timeline because that makes it much easier for me to follow. So you might not feel brave enough to speak up that way, but imagine if you did have the courage to be completely honest about it, your collaboration is going to be much more of a success. And you know what, if you're not sure how to say something, then practice saying it. So quite often what I will do is before I send an email to someone where I'm not really sure how I'm going to say something, I might just tap it into the notes on my phone at first and then sit with it for a little while. And then I might read it back to myself and edit it a little bit and then send it once I've kind of sat with it, edited it and asked myself if I've said everything in a way that is really how I want to say it, knowing that it is much kinder to the person that I'm working with rather than being nice, if that makes sense. Hey, I'm just going to interrupt this episode real quick and tell you about the Joyful Selling for Creative Professionals program. If you want to create consistent money from your products, please join us. Just head over to www.indyroller.com to enter your email address to find out more. Every Monday, I'll prepare you to join us by ensuring you're familiar with our process and tools, which you can start applying straight away. 
And when we next open our doors, I'll see you on the inside. And now let's get back to the episode. So there are three really fantastic byproducts of collaborations. And that is that you build your network, you gain experience and you generate self-confidence. So when I say build network, I mean the people that you work with in your collaborations. Um, You're going to get to know them really well. And I I never really see a collaboration as a one-hit wonder. Like I see collaborations as something that are repeatable, that we, I will work with that person again and again over the years. And we will keep honing how we work together because we know our values align and we know that we can work really well together. And even if we didn't create the specific outcome the first time, that there's something we can tweak so we can try again at another time. So, so you're going to get to know your collaborator really well. And you're also going to share audiences as well, because when you're collaborating, you're going to be sharing on your social media, you'll be writing emails, you'll be basically telling your people. So you will be exposed to your collaborator's audience and you will expose your collaborator to your audience. And so I love that byproduct of collaboration, just that wonderful feeling of connection and building community and you're going to gain a shitload of experience my friend because when you follow the five steps that I shared earlier to make them a success you are going to just learn so much about yourself learn so much about your business learn so much about your customer and that all just benefits your whole business for years to come And when you're taking that action, you are generating the confidence that you feel within yourself because you're out there doing business. Love it. So how do you get started with this? I tell you what, I'm bashing through it today, aren't I? (laughs) There's going to be no messing in these tactic, uh, joyful selling tactic (laughs) episodes. So finally, how do you get started? Okay, so first first of all, list, do a list of your dream collaborators because look, I don't want you just sitting back waiting for someone to get in touch with you, right? I want you to get out there and reach out to the person or the people that you really want to collaborate with. And I'm going to share a story about that in a minute, but I'll just do my three steps for getting started. So list your dream collaborators. And then do a reach out email or DM, which is short. And in that one, just say, I've had this idea for a collaboration. I'd really love to tell you more about it. Um, You know, would this something you might be interested in? So just something that's quite short. Like, don't say I've got no idea what it would be because that's a bit, you know, I just wouldn't do that. Make sure that when you write your list of dream collaborators, have a really loose idea of what you'd like to collaborate on with them. And this is how I've always done it. I've reached out to the people I want to collaborate with and I've told them, like, I love what you do. I love what you stand for. Or I love your products. Like whatever it is that you love about them, like the reason why you want to collaborate with them and say that you you have an idea that you'd like to share with them, but, but don't be really like set in that idea because, Collaboration is about you 
both parties bringing your ideas to the table. So you could say like, I have this loose idea, but I would love to chat with you about it. Is this something you might be interested in? So just a really short reach out email. And then if they give you the green light, if they respond and say, oh, this sounds interesting or something along those lines, that's when you send the longer email where you um, pitch your idea to them. But again, I think it's really essential to say, that you're, you know, no idea is set in stone and you would love to, you know, hear what they would like to bring to the party, as it were. And then the next step is a Zoom chat or an in-person chat. So it's short email, long email, and then you want to see each other face-to-face to talk about it, which is when you can work through the five steps that I gave you earlier. And you can either do that on Zoom or in person. And then finally, you're going to draft a plan, create a timeline, be really specific about the responsibilities for you each. Use something like Google Docs, something that you can both easily access. And then once you have the plan, the timeline and the list of responsibilities, you can set a date for you both to sign it off. So you both like say, yep, I agree to this. This sounds great. Maybe you might tweak a few things. And basically then you're off the blocks, you're, you're collaborating. And my wildcard tip for collaboration is to choose someone from a different industry or someone with a different skill set to you. And what I mean by that is perhaps you've been attracted to this person online because of what you both stand for. Like you can tell that you have similar values And you can tell that through the visuals or the copy or the products that are made. But you could be in different industries with different skill sets. And for me, I think that's when collaboration gets really exciting because you can both bring to the table that, that different experience in your businesses, even though you're both kind of singing from the same hymn sheet, as it were. Okay, so a fun story. I did my list of dream collaborators when I was running my subscription box business, Lucky Dip Club. And one of my dream collaborators was the jewelry brand Tatty Divine. And I had this idea that I would really like to do a workshop in a box for Lucky Dip Club. And most of you, well, some of you will know that before I ran my subscription box, I ran my own jewelry business. So I was more than capable of creating a workshop in a box that was a jewelry kit. But I asked myself, how, would, how could I make this more fun? Because yes, I can do this. And could I collaborate with someone else to make this a more enjoyable process? And so that's when Tati Divine popped into my head. And the first thought I had when I thought about Tati Divine was, they wouldn't want to do that. Who do I think I am reaching out to Tati Divine as if they'd want to partner up with me? And when I had that thought, that's when I knew I had to reach out to them. (laughs) And so I sent that initial short email I got a response from them. I can't remember which one of them it was, unfortunately, because it was quite a few years ago now. Um, But the response, 
I think it was on email, perhaps Instagram. Again, I'm unsure. Um, but the response came within a couple of hours. And I tell you what, you could have knocked me down with a feather. I nearly fell off my seat. I was just whooping around my office and cheering. I probably cried. I was just like, I just couldn't believe that they were even potentially remotely interested in the idea of collaborating with me. So then I knew it was time to send them a longer email to pitch the idea to them. So I still kept it relatively short. I pitched the idea of workshop in a box. I told them that I would want to include everything inside the box that the customer would want. Because something for me that was really important when I created DIY kits was that I made it really easy for the person to make it. And I gave them everything that they would need. Because otherwise, you know what it's like if you get all the bits and bobs, but there's something missing that you have to add in, it's probably not going to be done. So I kind of shared that with them, how important it was for me to make it easy for my customer and simple to do. And I did also, and I thought, oh, can I say this? Oh, 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 can I say this? Like, I'm going to say it. I said, I like the piece of jewelry to be exclusive to the box because I would like to punt for making a thousand boxes. I think we can sell a thousand boxes. So I would love this to be an exclusive. So I think it took them slightly longer to respond to the longer email, which I was making all kinds of stories up about in my head whilst I was waiting for the reply. (laughs) And the main part of the second response was, do you want to come into our studio to have a chat about it? Again, fell onto the floor. Oh my God, I'm going to get to meet two incredible jewellery idols in their studio, which was just around the corner um, from me at the time. And so I was like, yeah, I can come by any time. You know, I felt it was really important for me just to be flexible, easygoing, let's make this work. Like that's generally my kind of mindset anyway, but I wanted to make sure I communicated that on the page to them. And so I think it's the following week I had a meeting with them and we basically, we fleshed it all out, sat around a table in their legendary Brick Lane store, which um, I do believe has closed down now. And we sat around the table, we fleshed it all out, pretty much following the steps that I shared earlier in the episode. And there was a challenge in that my website at the time would crash if too many people came on trying to purchase, I know, good problem to have, right? But at the time, I was having a bit of a story in my head about professionalism. You know, I don't want these guys to think that I can't manage this sale on my website. Because the way I pitched it when we were talking about responsibilities is I said I wanted to handle all of the sales on my website. I wanted to personally package them, ship them because we had internal processes for all of that. Um, So I really wanted to manage that part of it. And I wanted them to manage the design of the product. And pretty much I, I said I would handle most of it. They just had to tell me what percentage they wanted of each sale. And we worked all of that out pretty quickly. But I had this challenge in that I just knew the minute we released this box, we would have a couple of hundred people on our website and it would probably crash. 
So that's when I took the spirit of collaboration and I thought, okay, well, can we use somebody else's website for this? Somebody else who has got a much more robust website. And at the time, the app Depop had just launched. And when it first launched, it was a little bit different to what it is now, because I think now it is very much rooted in the secondhand market. And at the time when they first launched, they were positioning themselves for small business, small businesses as well. So I pitched to them, would you like an exclusive collaboration between Lucky Dip Club and Tatty Divine to be held on Depop exclusively? And I didn't want to give them a cut. (laughs) So I pitched it to them as a marketing opportunity. Get me. And again, they asked me to go in for a meeting. Um, I lived in London at the time. So, but remember nowadays, you know, I don't live in London anymore. And it doesn't hold me back from pitching to people. I just do a lot more of my discussions on Zoom these days. But at that time, I was in London. So I went into their offices. I pitched the idea. They green-lighted it. And the Tati Divine Times Lucky Dip Club Workshop in a Box launched exclusively on Depop. And yeah, I think we had something like 300-odd orders in the first 15 minutes And it maybe took about a week to sell out, something like that. So that's my, I mean, I've I've collaborated many times over the years. And I feel as time has gone on, I've just got bolder and bolder and bolder with who I've reached out to, because I don't make it mean anything about me if somebody ghosts me or if someone says no, either they don't want to do it, they don't have the time to do it, it's not a good fit for them. Like I... I'm like, yeah, cool. No worries. And I don't give myself a hard time for getting a decline from someone. I'm going to give myself more of a hard time if I think about a collaboration that I want to do and then I don't do it because I fear that it won't work or they'll turn me down, if that makes sense. So that's it, my friends. The art of collaboration. It is a joyous, wonderful thing. And whatever collaborations come from this episode, come and tell me on Instagram, indie underscore roller, and let's collaborate forward. Have fun, friends. Bye. Thank you for listening. To make the most of your time here with me on the podcast, please download the Joyful Selling Playbook which helps you to apply the strategies to what you're working on right now. Go to www.indiroller.com and enter your email address to receive the playbook directly to your inbox. I'll see you next week.